We are hot. Brian, we are hot. <laughs> Literally, there's a heater right next to us. So we're in the shop. That's hot. I figure this is the only way we can talk to you for now, since you're busy. <laughs> and we're busy. You're doing the things, Brian. But, but as you get this, you're probably laughing. Yeah, you're probably like, fuck these guys. You can either leave this in the interview or leave this in the podcast or drop it. It's up to you. Should you choose to accept? <laughs> yeah. No balls, Brian. No fucking balls. All right. Cool. Um, all right. Well, let's kick this off. So what's going on, guys? Welcome to a long-awaited new episode of the Modern Day Sniper Podcast. I am uh, sitting here with Phil. Uh, Phil's here in Washington, and we're getting some shit done. So... Um, we're glad to be back, glad to be back to, uh, back co-located for a little bit. And if, um, we'll get the, uh, the introduction out of the way and get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast. And so for those of you guys who are, uh, first time listeners, welcome to the modern day sniper podcast. And the modern day sniper podcast is, uh, an outlet that's dedicated to the craft of, uh, the journey of being a rifleman. And whether you are a law enforcement, military professional, an enthusiast, uh, a, a mountain hunter, or a hunter in general, or a competitive shooter, uh, we're going to have information in this podcast that is going to be directly applied to you because just like you, we are students of the craft and we have a desire and drive to seek out greatness within ourselves. And that is what this podcast is all about. So, uh, welcome and, um, Phil dude, fucking super stoked you're here. Yeah, dude, it's been, uh, it's been a interesting couple weeks. Uh, we've been busy, you know, our last podcast we did was out in Virginia and pig river and uh you just got back from um fort lauderdale mm -hmm. uh but we've been really really you know um slaving away uh, i should say slaving away but we've yeah, been really working hard at getting uh introduction to long range which is coming out our newest uh, online module um really editing that and you know learning a lot of things along the way you know in terms of um because this was my first course uh, with Modern Day Sniper online training course. Um, you know, I've, I've learned a lot in terms of how to uh, manage uh, a lot of, you know, the uh, uh, the files, you know, and, you know, putting stuff together. Um, and then, you know, really just working on my uh, camera presence and dude, stuff you're, like that. Dude, you're, you're doing, the edits are amazing, right? That's yeah. awesome. And dude, being on camera is tough. It's tough, uh, yeah. It's not easy. Well, I, I, it... And it goes back to like, I guess my teaching style, but you know, I, I want to improve on my, you know, cause I, I definitely think that, um, just like anything else, you know, I, I want to be a, a good communicator of information. Well, the mm -hmm. next step for me is to be able to uh, present information through the camera of a lens, right? The other side of the screen. I find that when I'm doing stuff just normally, like just doing my thing, uh, and I don't have, um, the the need to produce something exactly worded this way yeah. everything is so much better yeah. and it's totally fine you're just doing your thing yeah. right so that's like what allows you to per, that that's what allows you to produce the content that you produce yeah. on your videos yeah. because you're just like oh i'm just doing my thing yeah. but it's like fuck man everything changes as soon as that thing's in front of your face and you're like oh i gotta talk about what yeah. what the fuck <laughs> yeah and then and it gets it's um 
it just takes time, you know, and, and we're just a lot of times we just look at ourselves and we're not happy with what we see. We're not happy with that performance. And and that's something that we're going to talk about in this episode, too, in, in a little bit down the road. But yeah. we got some um, we've got some really cool stuff coming, man. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. I'm just really excited to have, you know, you being a part of this, too, because this is um, this is going to, I think, help shift the paradigm within our community and, and just make things better yeah. in, in the long run. And, and I think, you know, for let's say intro to long range, cause a lot of people are asking like, who you guys are doing edits. Um, and for me, I wanted to take on this challenge because as we continue to grow, cause this is, this is just the beginning of our online training, you know, um, that we're doing. I think as we continue to grow, I, I wanted to be from a leadership standpoint of understanding how it works. So that, you know, in, in future uh, online courses, when we pass off um, our videos to have someone else edit, uh, like maybe Ryan and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, that I understand that process. Right. Right. Um, and so now I know. Yes. You know, and and uh, I think it's um, very uh, beneficial from just, I think, from just a leadership perspective, right? Of yeah. Like, hey, this is, yeah. Every time you do this, you're uncovering other ways of doing it. Yep. And you're like, oh, should I do it that way? Because yep. mm, I don't want to make a mistake, right? Yep. You don't, yep. don't want to have things slow you down any any longer because it's an in-depth process. Yeah. There's well, a from, lot of moving yeah, parts. Yeah, from start to finish. And, and we've really learned, especially too, um, organizing all of the information, especially uh, on our back end, um, of, you know, making sure the student outline is good, the description for the videos, right? Um, yeah. Because it's completely different from when we were instructors at the schoolhouse. Everything was already kind of laid out for us. The Whereas like this, I mean, no one's ever done it before, mm-hmm. right? And, and yeah, we, and we, how we, yeah. you need to get your vision out yeah. in, in the way that you want it to show That's up, right. right? And so in order to do that, it's like, I'm not big on PowerPoints. Like those of you guys who have trained with me in the past, you know that like I don't like them and like we'll use them to show specific information, um, you know, and like in our law enforcement courses, we, you know, we talk about, you know, sniper shootings and statistics and things like that. So that's like that stuff needs to be in in a presentation. But as far as like a teaching a class of like fundamentals of marksmanship or how a rifle is put together, like I'm of the mindset that. I shouldn't, if I'm here teaching you, like I should not need this bullshit presentation to like cue me in on what I should say. You know, um, sometimes though, when you introduce new information, like if there's new information that comes out in the community with regard to new things, you know, sometimes you you might need a little reminder of that. And I think that's what ended up like the first time, the first time we did the videos, um, I just approached those videos as if I was teaching a class. And so when I was teaching the class, right, the information is there. But then when it came down time to um, write the student outline, I was like, oh, shit, I have to go watch all of this and write the student outline to what I talked about. And so, yeah, you can do that. But then this time we did it in a different way. And so writing the student outlines ahead of time allows i think the information to flow even better because it just literally came from your brain and you spit it out onto a a, either a keyboard or a a piece of paper yeah um and and i think that's what's cool too because of the couple of online training classes outside of um obviously long-range shooting um, that i've enrolled myself into uh they don't even have student outlines right it's literally just watching a dude you know either edit a video or take pictures or whatever 
right? Yeah. All, all incorporated into that video itself. But like, literally, we are literally making you hand out so that you are, you don't even have to take notes. You can take notes if you want to, but you, or highlight, but you're literally going step by step if you if you choose to purchase the course, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, you know that's intro long range and even. Even um, as I was editing these videos, I'd go back and I'd look at you and Brian's edits from uh, Circle of Components and Fundamentals Marksheet just to see how the style of mm-hmm. editing was, and, and it's 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 been great. I, I think um, I'm excited to uh, uh, push it out to the world because again, it's it's um, it, it's going to be new, right? It's 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 not your just typical uh, YouTube you know video out there, guys that are just you know. Uh, you know, putting information, it's literally organized. It's in a, step by step. It's an organized manner in which we are literally taking you from uh, start to finish of what you need to know and in order you need to know it as far as uh, being able to, uh, you know, take a little tiny bullet and put it out in space. And yeah, it, that this is, I think, it, out of all of the videos thus far, um, all the series that we've done thus far, I think this one has the most... Um, dogmatic thought processes surrounding it yep. and like the the way that you the way that you interface with your ballistic computer program the way that you interpret data understanding what's really happening with your bullet as it flies through the air yep. on its way to the target um and how you make everything jive with your ballistic computer program there there's a lot of misconceptions that are still floating around out there and i think that this is going to be one of those um, online courses where people are going to hopefully look at it and be like, okay, look, man, we're telling you exactly what we do to get our dope period. This is introduction to long range shooting. And so the same way that we're getting our dope to go shoot a rifle match or to go hunt in the mountains or to be, you know, have a rifle as a, you know, a military or law enforcement tool. This is how we go about it. And it's 100% successful. And I mean, yesterday when we were filming our last module, uh, validating our trajectory, uh, we literally within a box of ammo, uh, 20 rounds had data out to, you know, um, 1200 yards, right? Mm-hmm. We confirmed at 900. Uh, but after we val- confirmed the closer distances, I mean, within a 20 rounds, we had, you yep. know, validated data in 20 round increments. I mean, back when we went through cyber school and we, when we were trained on this stuff, I mean, that took three weeks, mm-hmm. right? Running the same range, 100-yard increments all the way back. And that was, you know, in that one condition. Yes. Now, when if you if, if you have the ability to go to Mountain Sniper or, you know, if you um, have the ability to shoot in different training areas or go to different combat zones, now you had to figure out your dope in those areas, right? Mm-hmm. Without the use of a ballistic calculator. Yep. Right? Exactly. And then you had this, those kind of like BS rules of thumb of like every 1,000 feet you drop one MOA, which turns to find out that that's not even remotely close. Not even remotely close. Uh, So yeah, I mean, just the evolution of technology. And that's what, you know, we at Modern Day Sniper stand for is understanding, okay, the foundation doesn't change. The fundamentals of martial doesn't change. We get that. But incorporating uh, the advancements of technology, of modern day rifle scopes, of modern day, you know, ballistic software, how we can utilize that in our training to um, get effective and quick results so we can Mm -hmm. focus on what matters. Exactly. Like shooting off your belly, shooting in high wind conditions. Yes. But if you're spending, you know, three or four hours on the range just trying to get your fucking gun dialed in. Yeah. In the prone. Yep. And that's the thing that, that you see people do. And if you leave them... If you 
if you leave them unchecked, it, it you like when you when you have a class and you're like, all right, guys, you know we got we got an hour. We're gonna give you an hour to get a gun zeroed, get a muzzle velocity, and validate your trajectory at distance. Which in this case, many cases, it's like, hey, you're just checking your dope. Yeah. Like, is everything cool? I might need to tweak some things here and there based upon very very minor things. But even then, it's like this freaking massive arduous experience, and yeah. people are like, oh, "I've got problems. I don't know." And I'm just like, "Well, okay." So we've, you know, this is a fundamental aspect yeah. of being a long range shooter. Yeah. Obviously, like we need to learn how to shoot the rifle, but we also need to learn um, how to how to interpret the rifle's performance yeah. at distance. Interpret the data, or why you're changing numbers in your ballistic calculator in the first place. Right, yes. a lot of a lot of newer shooters. That are just let's say a newer shooter that's just diving into the competition scene. I mean, I think a lot of people. It's safe to say a lot of guys that are in there still don't even know how to explain ballistic coefficiency or anything like that, mm-hmm. right? They yeah. literally, you know, they have the ability, they have the means to buy everything the top pl- shooters use, right? Labradors, labrador, uh, magneto speed, um, you know, tuners, and you know all this stuff. Well, they know that, okay, well, I get to the range, I zero my rifle, I put the chronograph speed into a ballistic calculator, right? But then what happens if stuff doesn't line up? Well, then I'm told to adjust my BC, but they really don't know what they're doing when exactly. they're adjusting the BC. They're just like hoping that everything lines up. And then yep. when things don't line up, guess what they start blaming? They start right. blaming their fucking equipment. Yeah, and it's <laughs> more along the lines of just having, uh, you're not understanding what you're actually doing to the computer when you manipulate this particular variable yeah. because there's a it's there's a cause and effect that occurs and if you guys haven't um if you guys haven't cruised on over and checked out the modern day rifleman uh the virtual summit that we did this was a really um high focus of conversation with myself and Owen Mulder talking about like how ballistic computer programs actually function, what they do, what they're calculating and how they're calculating it. And so like people don't really understand that we've gone through a, we've gone through some major iterations in this in the last 15, 15 years or so. Um, And it started off as a result of truly not understanding what you're doing other than if I do this, things will start lining up and making more sense. Yeah. And so like, I don't want to steal the thunder for the, from the course, but this is really, um, I think, especially like paying attention to some of the, some of the forums and groups that people are still asking questions that are, that should have been debunked long ago, yeah. right? And yeah. people are still thinking that that's the way to do it. And it's one of those things where you're just like, okay, cool, this is perfect timing. This is like perfect timing for this to come out and just say, hey, this is this is what we do with this. Yep, yep. It, it, it really, it, it touches base. And I know we've got a lot of housekeeping stuff, but uh, talk about that we haven't even dived into, but you know, it really touches, other than the you know kinesthetic part, that's really up to you. Um, when you actually see the information, uh, but we're really touching on the, the different types of learning styles, right? Yep. You know, that's audio, why we're visual, doing that. And you know, being able to read a manual uh, or the student outline, mm-hmm. if, if that's what's better for you. The only thing that obviously we cannot do is touch you, right? But um, I think as long as you're able to you're, apply yourself, and and this, I'm honestly, you know, when I look at 
why I, I, I would say, I, I wouldn't say like I've, I've got cinematography editing skills at, at this moment in time because I'm still learning. But in, in certain parts of my editing, I've looked back at what my instructor is doing and I just did the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you literally have the phone uh, of, of our class right next to you at, at the range, I promise you, you will be successful. And a lot of guys, I mean, even with our, uh, our, our Instagram videos and stuff like that, I mean, you know, those guys that are really, um, they can just see something and be like, okay, yep. I see, I see there what he's doing. Yeah, there right? are the learning styles. A lot of guys, uh, you know, have hit me up on Instagram and be like, man, I've learned a lot by just watching your shooting style. Like sometimes I don't even read your captions. I just watch the way you shoot mm-hmm. and I'm able to pick certain things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can learn that way as well, but on some things, yeah. uh, in some areas it's, I can just see it done and say, okay, well, in order for me to have this, this level of success, um, I need to make myself look that way. Yeah. Right. It's almost like, um, it's almost like you're just, you're, you're parroting, yeah. right. Or yeah. you're, um, you're basically just adapting to, okay, well, that's clearly the way that it's supposed to be done. Yeah. Um, but then you don't understand the why behind it. And that's where the you know, the deeper aspects of learning come into play. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're just really excited for it because it's just one more, every single one of these that we do, it just gets better and better. Um, it gets, uh, you know, we have a better delivery, we have a better, um, thought process with the approach. And, you know, one of the cool things about being a teacher is that you get a chance to like constantly refine, um, like how you are presenting information. That's right. And then, a lot of times, you know, you teach a, an in-person class, you know, you don't really sit back and reflect on like, okay, how did I really say that or whatever, because it's gone, right? It's, yeah. it, it just happened and yeah. we're moving on. But then when you are editing videos and you're watching yourself and you're listening to the words that you say, um, it's really easy to become hypercritical That's of right. yourself because you're That's like, my problem. fuck, yeah. I should, I shouldn't have said it that way. I shouldn't have said it. Or I wanted, I wanted to say it this way, but it came out like that. But in a, in an in-person class, we have the ability to read and interpret people's energy, right? Yeah. You see what people absorb from what you say. And we do it all the time. Like you'll scan the room and you'll be like, Hey, you like, you're giving me that weird ass look. You get, you got that. And, and then it's like, that's your, a way to feeding off of the student body and making sure that okay even if i didn't cover if i didn't say that the right way or the not necessarily the right way if i didn't say it the way i perfectly wanted it it's not a bad thing right it's just a different way of stating the same thing yeah so it's hard because you look at it and you're like oh dude i needed i should probably redo that and if i if i redid every video that i said that i probably should redo there would we would no never there'd be no online yeah. training so <laughs> well i'm excited because it's a it's the, like even we were talking today as i was finishing up uh, some of the videos um we've kind of named this series which we got i think after this video we'll probably have one more mm-hmm. um but uh you know just to keep you guys plugged along on what the end goal for online training is it's like you know after we finish intro long range I think we plan on doing like positional shooting. And if you look, circle of components, uh, fundamentals of marksmanship, introduction to long range, and then shooting off your belly. Mm-hmm. Those are the, the, the four foundational um, aspects of sh- shooting in general. Yes. Right? That any say. shooter, regardless of d- your discipline that you plan on utilizing long range shooting for, you have to have those four understandings. Yep. And then we branch off into what we call our hunter series. So we have we will create a module specific to 
hunters of long range shooting mm -hmm. right yep but by the time you get to that module it's like i hope that you you know what your system is how to interface with that rifle yes how to dope your gun out to a thousand yards and how to shoot off your belly yeah because we're we're moving on exactly like this is we're we're moving on we need to be um we need and if you need to take the course over and over again until that because the, the, the goal is to establish that level of um, at least conscious competence, yep. at least conscious competence, because, you know, if you're still, you know, um, consciously incompetent, like then that slows the progress of the rest of the group down. And it's just like, it's not a bad thing. It just means that you, you're not ready to move to that level again. Yep. It's, yep. it's not a bad thing, but, um, so that, that was cool to see also in, um, in the classes in pig river that yeah, was really cool because yeah. there were some aspects where it was just like well dude i'm super pumped that you're here um but there are some aspects that you need to work on before you get here right yeah, yeah. so well that, that goes back to like the fact that there's no standards out there in in our industry of what is you know how do we base an individual's performance based off what they know about long-range shooting no shit right and i think you know, you and I had just talked about we feel like after doing this professionally for X amount of years, you know, you over a decade and me, you know, over five years is, okay, well, I think after an uh, introductory level course, I think a shooter should be able to understand how to zero his rifle mm -hmm. within 15 rounds mm -hmm. um, to be able to uh, understand the basic fundamentals of marksmanship, mm -hmm. right? Three, engage uh, targets from 100 to 600 yards, uh, one to two MOA, mm -hmm. right? Uh, making their own wind call, understand how to v validate uh, trajectory out to you know um, those transonic distances, mm -hmm. uh, nine, 10, 11, 1100 yards, um, and yeah, I think that's an, I think that's a safe assumption of okay, if you tell me that you are a long range shooter. Those are, that's immediately what I'm going to think of you. Yes, exactly. Right. I, that, you that, have the ability and the cap the capability to execute those tasks. Demonstrate those. Yep. Right. Without yep. the aid of references. That's right. You know. Yep. Um, but there's nothing out there like that. There's not. It's, not. it's just like there's nobody stating that. Yeah, you should be able to zero your rifle in you know x amount of x amount of shots. And what I mean by that is like we did that at the law enforcement. Well, yeah, I was going to say and that's why yeah. I brought it up. So when 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 you had posted. Um, that on you so you had i think you posted on either your your instagram page or or your or modern day snipers mm -hmm. um it was a picture of duffy and you had said that when i told those guys to take their scopes off they'll give me this crazy look they they shit kittens man when, when i reposted that picture a lot of people were like well why are you guys having them do that and i'm like really this thing it's like no one knows and i right. was like well we're testing your ability to re-zero your rifle and, right. and people were like holy shit like that's Right. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. It's, and you know, you, you say that to, a, and this is kind of a testament to the, to the dogmatic thought processes that are, that really do plague the law enforcement sniper community is that people still look at those turrets like they're fucking voodoo. Yeah. They still look at those turrets like there's fear in their eyes when they look at those turrets and you're just like, I don't know, man, you want me to touch it? I'll touch it. I'll spin it. I'll click it. I promise it'll come back. And, you need to get over that fear. You need to get over that and understand how your equipment actually works. And so we popped all the scopes off and I had them give the scopes to their buddies, 
dial some windage on the turret, slip it, right? And then when we mounted them back on the guns, we went through the whole bore sighting process. And it's like, dude, if you're at an advanced level, you should know how to do that. And if you don't know how to do that, you're lacking in your basic level training, yep. which is no fault of theirs. I, I'm not going to put that on them from from that standpoint, because it's like if you expect a dude to be able to go from um, unconscious incompetence to even conscious competence, right, um, in a span of five days yeah. and master all of those skills, that is not that is not even remotely um, I don't believe that's acceptable. Yeah. Like it's not okay because this is not going to happen. Yeah. And so what people end up doing is they, they go through it. They're like, yeah, man, I'm checking all the boxes. I'm checking the boxes. And then when it comes down time to actually perform that task, like if somebody's con- if you told me that, Hey man, pop off your scope. Like I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, do I get at least 20, do I get 20 rounds? Yeah. That's it. Like, that's all I need. Yeah. Even less. And dude, you can do that to me 15 minutes before I'm going to shoot my first stage at a, yeah. at a rifle match and I'm not going to be afraid of it. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things that, uh, that we do and it's a standard that we're trying to work on implementing into the, into the community. I think, you know, certain things such as understanding your, your circle of components of your rifle, how to disannounce your rifle. I mean, I think that's super important. And I always say this, you know, seven, eight years ago, prior to even me getting into uh, competition shooting. Well, so six, six years ago in 2014, 2015 was my first year. In 2014, like I said, I always say this is, you know, the only thing I knew how to do with the M40A series sniper rifle was well, remove the bolt to clean, take the cheap piece off, and remove the bipods. Because that's how the only thing that I was <laughs> authorized it. to know. Yeah. But it's like, in retrospect, it's like, man, we disannounced our uh, M4s all the time. Right. right? Our M4s. Why can't I do it? Yeah, why can't I do it with the uh, uh, sniper rifle? Um, and, um, yeah, it just it just amazes me to, to think, to, to bring myself back down to that mindset of, like, of not being able to ask the questions why or, or look um, uh, into furthering my education outside of what was being taught in the military. Mm-hmm. And and that is why I'm such a big component of competition shooting for being exposed to that side of the house. Sure. Right. Um, and I think, you know, we'll kind of, we'll probably talk about our, our mindfulness side of the episode here in a little bit, but um, you know, a lot of that ego of, you know, refusing to, um, just show up and, 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 uh, you know, be ready for, um, a, just an ass whooping, right. Or being able to put yourself out there. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I was kind of dealing with this with a buddy that, um, I invited, uh, to a match and he's like, man, I, I don't think I'm, I'm ready to compete or perform. Um, like I want more time to train. I was like, I was like, dude, you're never going to be ready for your first match nope. until you show up and you figure Just out do it, what, you, what you need to work on. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you can train all you want. Like, you know, I felt like I had a ton of training and then I showed up and I was like, holy shit. Yep. Like, nope. <laughs> uh, um, and it's like, I'm a big advocate of going to competing, not to be competitive, just to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. You use the first couple times to go out there right to to learn and, and get a different exposure of, of training 
without the restraints of, especially this is geared toward most of the military snipers, without the restraints of, of uh, range regulations, all this crazy shit. Because what a lot of people don't realize, I was just thinking about my, my chief scout days and even us getting ready for uh, our Texas class. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what's nice about these guys coming out to Texas is that they literally don't have to, they just have to show up, right? Yep. And, you know, the chief scout or the platoon sergeant, or Larry, she's not worried about fucking road guards being posted, getting comm checks with fucking hire, mm-hmm. right? Every hour on the hour. Yep. Um, and then swapping out, um, you know, the road guards on post, right? Yep. Where now, after, after a 24-man platoon, only eight are training at a time, yep. right? While everyone else is on watch or something. Or doing something. Exactly. And really, out of a three-hour day, everyone's only getting three to four hours of actual training. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's obviously like a a topic for another day in that sense, but it's like, that's why you do, when you go to a shooting match, you're like, okay, I'm going to fire probably about 200 and let's just say 250 rounds in a weekend, right? At a, at a weekend match. That is more ammo than a, a young Marine sniper will probably shoot in a year. Yeah, that's right. Probably maybe even, three quarters that's like he'll shoot three quarters of that and that's the real friggin truth that's the real truth and so um you know you're not and that's one of the other things that we talk about in the law enforcement courses is that dude you you're a volunteer and you're not going to ever get the the amount of training that is required for you to be proficient at this craft eight hours a month that ain't happening not happening so you know, that you can as long as you do with that with you do with that what you will, yeah. right? But that's the information that I'm gonna. That's the little seed that I'm gonna plant in your mind. Let's talk about your uh, your recent Fort Lauderdale course. I, I really like because um, I wasn't there. I was at, at the house, um, you know, working on uh, introduction to long range. But I always and I'm excited to ask next week. You know what it means to be a volunteer. But I really like that you start off the class with that. That, that question how was how was that it's it's it sometimes takes people aback man it yeah. really does because i started doing this um a couple of classes ago because of this you know we would get to the point where it's just like um i heard a couple of officers say well um i don't have a tripod because my department won't buy it for me okay all right cool so um you must have forgotten about what it means to be a volunteer somewhere along the line. And, and that's why I wanted to start asking those questions. The other two things that, that um, I realized right off the bat was law enforcement snipers do not understand the definition of what they are right in that job description. And they don't understand what their mission is. Um, And if you don't constantly revisit that and you, don't look at like, okay, what is my mission? And then what am I, what am I? If you don't know those two things, how can you possibly train for them? How can you possibly train for mission accomplishment if you don't know what your mission is? And that's like establishing the baseline, right? That's like when we develop curriculum, we say, okay, what is the task? Then what is the purpose of that task? And then what's the standard? The Marine Corps, it's ELOs and TLOs, the terminal learning objective and the fucking enabling learning objective. So, in this regard, it's like if you don't constantly know what that is, then how can you possibly train for it? So I started asking people. I was like, okay, so we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you three questions. First one is, what is the definite your own definition of what a law enforcement sniper is? 
just per your words, right? And then I want you to do the same thing and give me your definition of interpret or interpretation of what your mission statement is. And then I wrap it all up and I said, um, next I want you guys to write down what you, what you define as being a volunteer. And I don't tell them that they're going to stand up and read it in front of the class, right? I just say, hey, this is what I want. And I, I'm like, hey, I want it on a nice piece of paper, blah, blah, blah. Maybe make them think that they're going to turn it in. But I have them stand up and write it down or talk about what they wrote down. And then um, I'll take a whiteboard and I'll write the key words. So that way we're like looking for trends and looking for commonalities. And hopefully we can see that, hey, all of you guys are pretty much united on this particular term, right? So let's break that down and talk about what that term is. And are you training for that? And then it gets people, it just kind of gets their minds flowing, right? It gets their minds going and they're like, oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't really think about that. His definition is this. And, and so then the, the volunteer aspect of it comes up and that's usually, it's like people say, um, um, talking about, uh, I'm putting a purpose you know, higher than myself, right? I'm, I'm uh, not looking for rewards. I'm not looking for um, accolades, things of that nature. And it's interesting because sometimes it's just like, oh, did you write that? Because did you write that definition? Because that's what you want, you know, to hear or you want people to think, or is that truly, is that truly you, right? Is that truly what you believe to be as a volunteer? Because that really will sometimes put you in check. And sometimes it's, you don't like the answer, yeah. you know, like sometimes people don't like the answer, yeah. but that's growth. Like that's saying, okay, clearly I'm deficient in this area and we need to fix this. Yeah. So it's, it's well, it's well received, but sometimes it can be pretty, like you can see people's energy shift and they're just that, like that, pretty that, resistant to that it. That sets the stage though, really for, you know, what to, what to expect in class, you know? Um, and I think that's what we, we, why I feel like, at modern disciple we're different than other the training companies is is that the mindfulness part mm-hmm. why are you here mm-hmm. why do you want to like i mean dino was honest right at, at, at pigrit oh yeah yeah she's yeah. like she's like you know i want to be a sniper <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know when she says it she says it she in, says in it with that, like sarcastically but she's le- like she's legit. legit for real yeah she's uh, like and she's I'm, serious I'm not here to mess around. Yeah. Clearly, like her equipment showed that she yeah. was like, hey, yeah. I'm going to hit the go button on everything that is supposed to be pretty rad. So I'm serious. And her and her attitude throughout the whole six days of training was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she asked the right questions. Um, yep. Really good student. Know, yeah. <clears throat> and she's a she's an internal medicine doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yep. Which I think is is super. It always fascinates me. Right. And I tell this to the students. It's like it always fascinates me for people that are in long range shooting that have no reason to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. A volunteer, a sniper or military guy. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, that they've been maybe chasing for a long time or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's a part of their job, but you know, guys like, um, uh, who else, uh, was there? Uh, like Scott, right. He's Mm -hmm. a freaking nurse, uh, practitioner. Yeah. Or no, no, he's a CRNA. Sorry, Scott. (laughs) Don't butcher me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, right. Just guys like that. It's like, it's like, it's super cool, you know, for guys that just want to be students of Mm -hmm. the long range craft like that. So yeah. And and just learn the ins and outs of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
uh, it's it's interesting to see where everybody comes from and and uh, and to see also like the amount of effort that they put into it mm-hmm. because it's like you see some you see civilians that are like you know pouring their effort into this and and they really want to they really want to get good at it I mean obviously why they want to get good at it, it's a totally different dis, you know point of discussion but you definitely see them pour themselves into it yeah. and um, it's uh, for them it's a hobby. And for other people, it's a job. And it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting um, separation sometimes between the two. And you're like, no, that, that, that doesn't make sense. So it's, it's, um, it's good to teach. It's good to teach those classes. I like teaching those classes because what we're doing is we're, we're, we're trying to bridge the gap with modernized shooting techniques in a professional application, Mm -hmm. right. To make, to make that individual, um, whether it's you know a military sniper making them more effective and lethal in the battle space, and then from a law enforcement perspective, giving that individual as as many tools as they possibly can have to solve the problem that's presented to yeah. them, yeah. right? Because that's what they're doing; they're solving problems. And I think that really is kind of the fundamental difference between the two disciplines. Yeah. But um, it's always good teaching those classes and. And, you know, like this class, like having them pop their scopes off, that was a huge thing. Yeah. Like they were like, uh, uh, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm totally sure it's everything's going to be OK. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. I, I, you know, I want to every time I, I guess, have a civilian class or just any class and this with this uh, class in Texas next week um, down at uh, Rifles Only. Uh, with the um, reserve recon unit, uh, my goal, other than obviously you know training them the best to, to my ability, um, is to convert them. And what I mean by convert them is no. <laughs> is have them a- adopt the you know modern day sniper, modern day rifleman uh, attitude and mentality, right? Um, by hopes of just how I was converted after my first competition at, um, at, in Arkansas, like the whole flight back, first time that I ever heard of Frank Galley's sniper, sniper side, um, was because <laughs> I, I asked my partner, or I, I asked, uh, uh, freaking, um, Justin, um, Hitchcock, because mm, mm-hmm. we were at, at a stage and he was, <laughs> he was the one that's like, yeah, you ever heard, uh, in his, you know, uh, accent, you ever heard of the PRS? I was like, what the hell's that? <laughs> the civilians just do it. I was like, civilians do this shit for fun? That's hilarious. And literally that 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 whole plane ride back and, and you know, the stops at the airport and stuff like that was me on sniper side starting my journey of gathering equipment yep. for, you know, looking at it as an investment for myself, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do, hopefully, by the end of our six days of training with these yep. guys. That's that's awesome is convert them right convert them to be like man like how do i get into this to be better at my job exactly exactly and you know then at least it it's it's planting seeds yeah you know like you know you can plant that seed you can with with good soil enough sunshine enough water all the right balance of of ingredients you 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 sprout a seed right and that's really the goal and so 
I'm excited, man. It's not going to be a big class. It's going to be a, a relatively uh, small group of guys. We're getting to go hang out down at Rifles Only and use Jacob's facility. I'm super pumped for that. Um, if anything, to get a chance to go shoot in some wind. And um, we're, we're kind of devoid of wind here in Washington this time of year. It, it kind of gets pretty uh, pretty bland where we're at. We got a bunch, we got a pretty solid inversion layer hit sitting over us right now. So I doubt we could even see 500 yards on the range, which kind of sucks. But um, yeah, man, looking forward to getting down with those guys. And, and uh, you know, like Larry, Larry O'Connor was one of my, I, I cut my teeth as an instructor in Larry's class. He was a student. And then um, he was one of, uh, he was one of our team leaders in the battalion that I deployed to Iraq with in 2004. And so it's really cool to be able to like come back together and, and hang out with Larry and, and actually go through some training. And well, it's and, awesome uh, that, he, that he called you, yeah. he called us right yeah, yeah, for, for the training. He's like, man, I got an opportunity and, and, uh, I want to see, I want to see, you know, your curriculum. And I think that you can help my boys. And I'm yeah. like, fucking cool. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we didn't really, we kind of botched the housekeeping stuff up uh, front. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're like 41 minutes in. Sorry. So let's, let's, <laughs> I mean, we might as well just take a stab at it. So housekeeping. Yeah. Right? That, I guess that's a, the awesome part about flowing in a conversation. Um, so if you've made it this far in our conversation, we wanted to actually do this the first five minutes to knock it out. So housekeeping, that's what's coming up next in terms of classes, online training, and because um, hopefully this will be released before Thanksgiving, uh, some deals that we have for uh, Black Friday. Yep. So Black Friday deals. Um, Black Friday is coming up, and that's like a. I guess this is kind of a, a normal thing for, um, you know, us to do as uh, as people in society to give discounts on Black Friday. So um, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be releasing Foundation Friday twenty. Um, and that's going to get you a hundred bucks off any of our, um, online schoolhouse curriculum. So that's, that means that you're going to get, um, a hundred bucks off either circle of components, fundamentals of marksmanship or the summit. So for you guys that were like kind of hung up on the summit, that is way worth that information man for that price so yeah so it's back to 97 dollars mm -hmm. for 24 hours um on friday it and that that coupon code fundamental fundamental friday, friday 20 or i'm sorry foundation friday 20 oh man we're messing these we're guys up. so messing and up. we're gonna we're gonna you're gonna blast it out on, on our socials too, so. yeah um and and don't try to buy shit now it's yeah. the, the code doesn't fucking work and it's only the available cl uh, classes um that we have uh we will have a separate um sale for and pre-sale for introduction to long range mm -hmm. um we got some holiday we got a we got a holiday bundle coming up i'm not going to tell you exactly what that's all about i'll leave you kind of hanging on that one um but uh it'll be it'll be a cool it'll be a cool bundle for for the holidays if you want to you know poke your significant other and say this is what i really want i don't want another fucking set of underwear or whatever um, so the Black Friday stuff, and then um, we also wanted to let you guys know that we are working diligently at 
um, releasing a subscription service, which is a monthly subscription service. Ooh, let's talk about uh, modern day sniper monthly and modern day rifleman monthly. Dude, yes, I'm pretty excited about this. Um, it's 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 cool when you come together and you can like knock out a bunch of shit, like spew it out and go, oh, okay, cool, right on. We just did that. Um, so the modern day, so first the subscription service, you guys have heard us talk about this. Probably we've dropped a little hint here and there for the last probably what month and a half two months yeah um we're getting really close to being able to 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 release that program and the way that's going to work is um the the subscription service is going to be um modern day rifleman and then modern day sniper and the deviation between the two we've we've been talking a lot about this and the reason that that deviation is there uh, between the two is to be able to delineate between our professional customers and the, the military and law enforcement snipers that have earned that title um, and have a very specific set of questions and answers that they wish to ask and have uh, exposure to than civilians, um, which would be our you know competitors, our enthusiasts, our hunters. And that would be, that is the modern day rifleman. And so, um, MDR, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about this. It's uh, MDS monthly and MDR monthly. Yep. And so that's going to be a monthly subscription service. And in that subscription service, um, you're going to get a, a whole mountain of information. At least say. two and a half to three hours worth of content um, that obviously people that are in the subscription service only have access to, uh, which is uh, 30 minutes of a technical topic. Mm-hmm. Right. So it'll be, you know, and all this is pre-recorded, right? It's not like you have to be at a certain live date. You know, it's like, hey, the first week we're going to be launching for that week a video of the technical topic. Um, and then so you can watch it whenever. And again, I mean, once once it's up there in what we're going to call the vault, right, yep. it's there. So let's say you don't have the financial means to, you know, maybe um, sign up for January. Well, you know, if you sign up in February... Then you're going to get January, you're going to get January, so, you know, and, and be able to uh, see that at your own pace. Uh, because again, this is the first of its kind. So then, after that 30 minutes of technical talk, then we're going to have a, a 30 minutes of a mindfulness talk. Again, you know, here at Modern Day Sniper, we want to make sure that you understand uh, the mindfulness aspect of you know being behind the gun, being aware, being present, uh, being in the now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you know we'll have a live Q and A, uh, specifically, hopefully geared toward probably what we talked about for that technical topic right. of that month. You know. Yep. Um, and then, uh, then we will have a pre-recorded, um, or then we're going to give you guys, uh, a, um, shooting drill, right. Of anywhere from 40 to 50 rounds. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what we're going to do is, uh, give you guys access to essentially, uh, one of either myself or Kalen's or both of our, our, uh, training session, um, of how we executed that, uh, drill. Right. And, yep. you know, walk you through, hey, this is where I messed up on. This is what I'm focusing on or whatnot, um, which, you know, I anticipate to be anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes worth of just us shooting. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, not just not just a video of us shooting. It's more along the lines of like Phil says, like we're going to be talking about like, hey, man, yeah, I didn't do so hot on that. And like this is where I noticed that my successes were and my failures were. And it's basically going to be like our debrief of our training session for yep. that particular month. Yep. Um, and so the delineation between the modern day rifleman, 
monthly and the modern day sniper monthly is that the the riflemen and the snipers are going to have their own individual uh question and answer period and so that way the modern the the modern day snipers can jump in there and know that the other that there's that there's other modern day snipers that have been vetted in that group and they can ask the questions that they need to ask um with that level of uh you know specific intention and then on the the modern day rifleman side that would be where the open source questions are able to be asked and answered and all those things so um i'm excited about it man you know it's one of those things that that it has not been done in our space at this level of what of what we're offering and i think that the that the pricing that you guys are going to see is going to be pretty much on you know of undeniable value so i'm pretty excited about it and we'll be uh we'll be giving you guys more information on that expect to see some more you know drips on that coming out here pretty quick so um yeah there's there's a lot going on in the background <laughs> yeah there's just three of us guys um and I, I know i get hit up on that it's like hey you know um oh one thing too guys uh we do appreciate everyone that uh, bought swag from us yeah um we we were flying off the shelves uh, the first couple days and yeah and we got um, some rad stuff coming yeah. too and um you know keep in mind we're not a we're not a we're not, we're not a merchandise company and, and hopefully in the in the future depending on how big we grow yeah that might be a thing but you know majority of our revenue it comes from training um both online and in person mm-hmm. um and you know but obviously we want to you know make make it uh, make our brand be known out there we want the modern day rifleman kind of to be a lifestyle in itself right mm-hmm. um we're definitely big believers in that so we appreciate everyone uh supporting the cause um and, it, and if you guys have questions or uh, um uh you know uh comments um or if you guys are having issues we highly recommend emailing us um rather than hitting us uh up on uh instagram uh like uh, modern day sniper at instagram is not a customer service department yep um so uh, we highly recommend if you guys are running into any kind of issues like shipping and stuff like that you guys gotta let us know uh via email because tr- like our our modern day sniper inbox gets full of dms and actually one thing i did want to talk about in this podcast is something that we listened to on the way back from uh virginia um with joe rogan and uh it's about understanding um like replying back to people, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and what that podcast was about, it was uh, it was with Graham Jackson, uh, Graham Hancock, Graham Hancock. Yeah, super interesting podcast. Frank, uh, you'd fucking love it. Uh, you'd love it. <laughs> Frank Alley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> oh yeah. <I> guess <laughs> so, so what Joe talks about is, I mean, well, obviously with Joe's Joe Rogan's kind of. Um, his just I mean he's just fucking Joe Rogan yeah. right yeah and he gets hit up all the motherfucking time and you know he talked about well if he replied back to every single email and every single DM and stuff like that that would literally be a full time job of just replying back to stuff yep and you know again we try to do the best I try to do the best I can to hit up as many DMs as I can mm-hmm. um, but it's that's not my main priority right right Um, it's not because it's like you know and this is where that subscription service comes in guys it's going to give you an opportunity 
to to ask those questions like like i really wish that i could sit down and 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 answer all of the questions in their entirety all the time that's just not going to happen um not that i don't want to it's just that that's not like i can't do it i have way too many other things that i need to do that are that are of higher priority and that's not like a that's not like kicking sand in anybody's face it's just like hey we all have jobs we have a job to do so we're going to give you an opportunity to to have the ability to answer questions right and that comes through that subscription service and so that way you know like hey man there's this time that i can get in there and ask my question and so um it's not always going to work exactly perfect and you know it depends on you know the how the the popularity of things go and how busy it gets but you know we'll we'll adapt as the times change right and that's just the way that's going to go so um i'm just super excited to get that released it's going to be fun so in terms or in in keeping with uh the mindfulness topic that we wanted to discuss um the topic that uh came up in florida surrounded a little bit you know we started talking about um what does it mean to be aware and present and the reason that i brought that topic up to um in that class was there's a lot of like self self-deprecating behavior that was that was happening such As a big word, self-deprecating. Just like, you know, you, you, you miss a shot and you get frustrated with yourself and, you know, or you motherfuck yourself or you're, you're basically taking yourself out of that, out of the place where your mind needs to be, right? And that goes along with understanding, like, what does it mean to be present and what does it mean to be aware? And it and it's almost like when that happens, that's an immediate indication that this that this particular individual in this particular moment is not is not staying present and aware of the task at hand. And then you know we talked about what the difference between you know having uh, what depression means, like how, what what it means to be depressed is like constantly thinking about the past and things that have already happened. And then I said, okay, well, like what does it mean to be um, anxious and people are like, well, it means like you're, you're worried about stuff. And I'm like, you're worried about stuff, but what stuff? And they're like, well, you know, you're worrying about stuff that has not even happened yet. And they're like, well, okay, yeah, that's right. And so if you are constantly worried about either what was or what has not happened yet, you are definitely not focused on where you need to be, which is right here in this moment right now focusing on all of the process that you need to focus to accomplish the goal and so we started talking about that and little things like we were talking about like spotting your own impacts because a lot of times law enforcement guys they're not trained to be self-sufficient shooters right yeah they're they're trained to have this thought process so i'm going to have an observer right so but then when you try to train somebody to be um, a self-sufficient shooter now you have to take a step back and realize, okay, now I have to teach them how to visually process information, right? And what are you seeing through that reticle? What are you seeing through your sight picture? And how well are you interpreting your reticle? In order for you to do that, you can't be motherfucking yourself about missing a shot, right? You have to stay focused and you have to observe what happened and then make that correction and send the next round downrange, right? So what is that? 
what does that entail? Well, that entails like unpacking some things, right? It yeah. entails unpacking. Okay, well, why why do you feel the need to motherfuck yourself? Yeah, why do you feel the need what, to do what that? What is it about? What what kind of pressure are you putting on yourself that allows you to do that, or that has the reaction for you to say, "Oh fuck," or mm-hmm. you know, to, yeah, you say, to motherfuck yourself? Yeah. What do you and what are you doing to your mind at that point? Or what are you focused on? Yeah, so I guess looking at when I would do that, and you know, I'm not saying when I would do that. I'm sure I'd do it every now and then, especially at a mm-hmm. at a competition. Um, is understanding that for me, at least, I should be better than that, right? So, like, let's say. You know, and more toward the competition side of the house, right? Because I'm, I'm no longer serving in a sniper billet, right? Um, uh, but, you know, in a competition setting where, you know, obviously points matter. And let's say I'm on, let's say, they're the typical PRS barricade, right? We're two kneeling, two standing. I can clean that stage. Mm-hmm. If I drop one shot, I'll motherfuck myself because I know better. I am better than that. And that's right. where my insecurities lay is like, okay, you know. Um, but I remember also being, um, you know, being in the shoes of being, uh, you know, with my peers at sniper school or, or you're in the platoon and, you know, uh, not making a shot. Um, it's because, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to compete and, and be known as a really good shooter in my platoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was where my, my ego yeah. was talking, exactly. you know, um, and essentially throwing up right with my reaction <laughs> oh right yeah so it's yeah it's like you the reaction to it and it's like okay well um yeah your your ego's telling you that you want to be the the best shooter in the platoon your ego is actually saying the unhealthy side of your ego yeah. is saying yo hey poking you in the back saying you better not fuck this up yep, yep. right because everything else over here is relying on you being successful yeah and if you're not successful, then we got to tap into something different, right? Which is the negative aspect of, of ego as well. And it's just like, well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, berate myself because I didn't do well, um, or I didn't live to that level of expectation. And I think uh, you know a lot of it comes down to saying, okay, well, what are you attached to, and why why do you like why do you care? Right. What What is your Why do you care that you miss that shot? Are you worried about what somebody else is thinking about you? Yeah. Are you worrying about that? You know, how many eyes are on you during that performance and thinking, well, if I miss this shot, it could, you know, potentially could be an easy shot. And then these people are going to think I don't know what I'm doing. And like your mind starts to spiral, can spiral out of control. And I, I would be safe to say that, that happens to everybody. Right. It does. It yeah. happens to yeah. everybody. Yeah. I would say when, you know, you look back at being, so let's take a step back, understanding, hey, being present in the now and being, um, understanding. So at, at sniper school, when you check in, you have a, uh, you have a, um, a prerequisite checklist. Is that that screening checklist, sorry, that's what yeah. it's called. <laughs> that you fill out, your command fills out, and it's certain questions like, do you have, you know, uh, expert qual, 
Uh, do you have at least a year left in, in the unit after after school graduation? You have first class PFT, right? In your in theory, or no, your your leaders are supposed to your higher leadership is supposed to make sure that they check this information for you because mm-hmm. right? you got to get signed off. Yep. And then one of them asks, "Do you have any family issues that you're that's going on behind the scenes uh, that is going to detract you from trading?" Yep. Well, I'll tell you, my first go around, I definitely checked the no box, but, <laughs> but there definitely was a lot of behind the scenes. Sure. Right? And, and for those that have listened to who Phil Vallejo is, you guys would know, um, you know, I got dropped from cyber school the first time because um, I woke up late, um, missed a ruck time. And the reason why I woke, uh, woke up late is because uh, I was in a fight with my uh, wife uh, at the time, um, it was always mom. And uh, I decided to turn my phone off because uh, back then the iPhones did not allow you to uh, turn both uh, uh, the sound and vibration off. <laughs> so even though I turned the sound off, right. my, my phone was still vibrating. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, obviously I, I wasn't in the uh, space of being at school. Right. right? And that's, that's super important looking yes. back of, of, of being. And I think that's something we want to talk about. It's like, well, you know after a long day of training yeah it's nice to go have a beer but really if you're just looking to go get fucked up mm-hmm. like really are you in the now yes are you are you living in the moment of being in that training mm-hmm. right you're exactly right and it's not something that's you know it's not like and the, like i think some people will take this some as like a as like a judgmental thing yeah. and it's not it's not a judgmental thing at all it's an observance and it's an awareness of behavior and like if i'm guilty of these things too right so um i'm not going out and getting fucked up all the time Uh, you know i don't do that stuff anymore um but you definitely go through these thought processes right we all as humans go through these thought processes of of you know self-doubt and the ego starts to so the other thing too like we we talk a lot about ego and we need to understand that there's like uh, that there's good ego and then there's bad ego. Good ego is the ego that that basically makes us function as is productive members of either your family, uh, your tribe, or your society. You know, so like yeah, it's like okay, hey, get up, go freaking find some food, or get up, you need to go to work, and. Um, it's it it's more along the lines of what is your drive what is your individual drive that that makes you who you are right um then there's the bad side of ego which is the side of ego that tries to protect the persona from you know humiliation or all of these things that we perceive right it's all a matter of perception it's not it's not necessarily that these things are happening but there was an event that occurred in your life before this moment, right? That programmed your brain to have this, to attach this deter, this definition of an emotion that you're feeling. And that's really what, what it all is. And whether like that could be a complete fabrication, right? That couldn't even be, that, that might not even be real, but that's the way your brain perceived it to be. And therefore now your mind says, well, we need to have this emotion every time this experience arises. And that's like, I think when you have that level of awareness about um, about who you are 
and it's not like you're like saying that it's a bad thing. It's just being aware that that is a thing, right? And that's how you're, that's how you react to things. And so once you have that level of awareness, then you can really start to do something about it. Or work pretty much work on yourself. Yes. Right? Work on your mm-hmm. ability to not be so attached to that outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's for me, what I'm working on as a high top level competitive shooter is not being so attached to the outcome of bad performance right Mm -hmm. like we just talked about before uh, you know my why do i compete i compete to put myself out there so that uh, other snipers can hopefully get inspired to do the same Mm -hmm. right um you know that it's okay if if i go out there and get beat by a 15 year old girl right yeah because it's gonna happen and 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 i I hope it does because you know she puts in the work to get there right yeah why yeah why would you why would you degrade her performance That's right. or take away from her performance because of your own insecurities? Exactly. Um, and, you know, I need to work on, you know, understanding that uh, being a competitive shooter doesn't define me in the space uh, of long range shooting. Um, the fact that I wasn't even a sniper, you know, maybe a lot of people will probably, you know, they, they respect me in that manner. But again, I think we've talked about this, like, the fact that I was a brain sniper, I, I try to let that elevate who I am, not define who I was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Define who I am, right? Yep. And um, and there's yeah. a lot of people that struggle with that, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's yeah. There's a lot. And, and like, I struggled with it. And, and I still struggle to make sense of, of it. And it's, but it's a constant, once you, like, it's the, that level of awareness. Once you have the level of awareness, you're like, oh, okay, this is a thing. And now, now that I've brought it into my awareness, I can program my mind to do something about it and that's like the secret that's like the that's one of the many secrets i think of just like of saying okay well this is like the first step to like not being defensive Mm -hmm. this is the first step to to literally being like okay well um yeah you can tell me that i'm deficient in these areas and i'm not going to get upset about it because um I'm just aware that uh, I'm just a grown. I'm just a human being that's learning new things every day. I would say people that are guilty of, of being defensive about how they performed are people that started immediately blaming equipment. Yeah, right? yeah, that can be that. And and I would say that out of all the matches that I've shot, other than a bolt uh, bolt stop breaking uh, during one during one competition, um, you know, I like my trigger press in my wind calls or mental errors were the cause of my placement mm-hmm. out of all the matches that I've been to. Mm-hmm. Right. I've never, I have, I've never had a situation where yeah. I could honestly blame a piece yeah. of my equipment. Yeah. And then again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm running top tier equipment, so I'm not saying like guys are out there running, you know, uh, budget rifles like that. Yeah. I'm sure those guys probably have some failures in some sort. Uh, but you know, with the equipment that I know works, Right. It works in training and, you know, it's, it's proven itself through over 20, you know, national level matches, right. In austere conditions that I know that every miss is shooter error, not equipment error. Yep. And you have to be able to go, you have to be able to go into that, into that competition with that mindset. Yeah. Like you having, and that's one of the other reasons why we have the cops pop the scopes off. Yeah. Like you need to have confidence in your equipment that, that it is not the equipment it is yeah. you like like there's no like with students with like wandering zeros it's all in your brain man yeah. it's all in your brain yeah. 
And if you expect something to happen, it will happen, right? Like if you if you are focused on that aspect of it, it's manifestation. If you're focused on it and you're thinking about it, it's either gonna it's gonna happen. It could be a good thing that happens, or it could be not so good. But it's up to you. And not having an attachment to the outcome. I remember I posted something um, on the internet. Um, and I wanted, it was kind of like a litmus test of saying, okay, like what's people's reaction to this going to be? And it was like, okay, I want to talk about attachment to outcome, right? Like what, what does that mean? What does that mean to, to be attached to the outcome? And is it a good thing? Is it a positive thing to be attached to the outcome of any action? And a lot of people were kind of like, not necessarily, I think they were a little bit misunderstanding what I was trying to get at because people are like, well, if I don't have an attachment to the outcome, how can I be motivated to do anything? And there's that negative ego versus the positive ego. And that's also like what I was trying to help uncover and start a conversation around and say, you know, like, look, man, if you're super attached to the outcome of whatever activity it is that you're doing, you're most likely not um, arriving at your full potential, right? Because you're not truly able to just be yourself. You're not truly able to just perform as either Phil or Kalen or whoever. Because if you're constantly worried about what's it going to look like if this outcome is this, or what's it going to look like if this outcome is that? Well, fucker, that ain't even happened yet. Who cares? Just focus on executing your skills at the highest level of unconscious competence that you can or that you know how focus on the the good things that got you where you're at at this moment in time and look at it from the perspective of i'm just here to make good decisions i'm here to like learn how to make better decisions and it's just be yourself it's funny that you said "I'm, i'm here to make better decisions so we had um he came through class, but one thing that really stuck with me, and he's, you know, he he served in Fallujah around the same time you did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he had said that um, he had, you know, was going through some troubled times in his life, especially with the COVID stuff, and um, he was like, "Well, I can either go drink or I can attend this modern day cyber course." Yeah, and he decided to attend the modern day cyber course because if he did that, he wouldn't be he'd be getting ready for the class for the two days of class and not worried about going out and drinking. Yep. And I thought that, that was, that was, that was pretty deep. That right? was pretty deep. Right. I'm, and that's, that's the mark of an individual that is rapidly moving to being completely comfortable with themselves. Yes. And like, you don't do like most people aren't going to do that. Just walking up to two dudes that even though he knows that we have a common background, yep. right. All three of us are Marines. Yep. Um, all three of us are combat veterans. Um, so there is that certain level of trust, yeah. right? And vulnerability that you can express yeah. within that circle. Um, but to do that to like two dudes that you just met, you know, a day ago, like, you know, that's that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. And that's the that's moving like that dude is moving rapidly towards having a deep understanding of who he is. Yeah. And that's awesome. I mean, it's awesome that, you know, I guess for us, that's the that's the goal of long range shooting. That's for long range shooting us. You know, is mm-hmm. being able to understand that it's there. Sean Ali says it the best. 
is uh, having a good day at the range will improve your marriage, right? <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> right. And then we, yeah. we were talking about this at, when he was doing my interview for uh, the magazine. And uh, I started laughing when he said that. I was like, okay, so how do you figure? He's like, well, you know, t- uh, take some of the students that were in the class and they just sh- shot out to a thousand yards for the first time. And remember the look on their faces. Super pumped. Super pumped, right? Yeah. Well, if you have a good day at the range and your wife gives you a call and says, hey, honey, you know, can you pick up groceries or whatever? It's like, and you, I mean, you were at the, already feeling at the top of the world. You're like, hell yeah, you know, I'll pick up groceries right. or, you know, I'll get to the house, I'll do dishes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you have a bad day at the range, right, you could yeah. get shit. Your wife calls you, hey, can you, can you pick up some groceries? Nah. Go get it, you're damn set. <laughs> nah, I'm all set. I'm all set. Right? And I, yeah. I'm guilty of that, too, when I've had bad days. Sure. Say a bad day at a match. I don't want to talk to no one. Yeah. Right? And I'm super guilty of, of being that guy. Right? So I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was perfect uh, that Sean said that. It was like, dude, mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. Because when you hit, when you put that tiny little bullet in time and space a thousand yards away, you know, on a 20 inch target, mm-hmm. right. It's, it's satisfying. Yeah, you know? and, it absolutely and, is. And it's cool. a lot of things came together to make that happen. Yeah. And, and it's cool that, you know, um, you know, uh, people like, you know, that gentleman bothered me. That, um, I, I forgot his name, um, that, you know, he's, he, he was willing to, you know, admit that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we appreciate you, you coming out to class cause I know you're listening to this. You talk about listening to our podcast and, uh, we hope to see you at the uh, the next Pig River course. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, that that stuff, the this mindfulness, these mindfulness topics. Um, I mean, we could continue to go. Can the cool thing about this is you can continue to talk about this, and it's not really even like a, a rambling. It's it's more. It's not rambling. It's more. It's it can be very pointed. And that's what you guys can expect from the mindfulness aspect on our on our upcoming subscription service, like topics surrounding this. And we're also going to be bringing in people that are, that are experts in this field that have an ability to, to break things down a little bit further and perhaps be able to ask questions that will help break things down further, right. To facilitate that conversation even further. And, and I'm excited for that because I think that the, the blend of these two things, right. You have the, the human interaction with this inanimate object, right. The human interaction with the inanimate object makes things happen. And so like it's largely mental. What we do with, with the rifle is largely a mental process. And like even like a you know making a comment on like saying can we please stop using the term muscle memory can we please stop that because we i get it like you know what you want to say but if you don't look at what it really is you're missing the true action of what's happening yeah. and you're not capitalizing on like one if you once you truly understand like the fact that yes you're rewiring your brain it's not muscle memory muscles do what they're told it's your it's your wiring in your brain that makes the muscles do what yeah, they're told. You, you are sending you are sending you're creating neural pathways where you're sending information to your muscles mm-hmm. to execute on demand. Right, like, like based said, upon like you said, turning on a switch. Yeah, and that's really what it it's, is. It's all yeah. based upon visual stimulus yeah. too. It's, just just like the 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 old saying, and I'm guilty of saying this too. But you know, after 
being more woke, as millennials would say, <laughs> is uh, slow is slow is smooth and smooth. No, slow is still, still slow. Still slow, man. It's still super slow. Slow, slow is still slow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's conversations like that that like we get a lot of people that like I got a lot of comments on that with people who are just like, well, you know, um, the but the the. the New one, and it's like, no, you're not right. You're incorrect. I'm sorry. It's muscles don't have memory. No, I understand yeah. what you're trying to get yeah. at, yeah. but it's the wrong, it's it's the wrong term to describe what's actually happening. Yeah. And if you understand what's actually happening, then you can change the way that you train. Yes. To make to speed that process yeah. up faster, right? So, so I'll, I'll take uh, so best way to I guess I can explain this right now. This recent match that I just shot. And um, it was uh, five positions, two targets. And when I looked at the positions, I immediately in my head, I knew what positions I wanted to go. I've been through, you know, these positional shooting positions all the time. A little bit different than my, you know, my staple positions, but I knew how to adapt. But every time I got into position, I I remember thinking, because I was watching the video, I remember thinking about squaring up, getting my uh, bone sport, muscular relaxation, natural point of aim, Right, like mm-hmm. that was my cognitive thought process, mm-hmm. telling my body parts, "This is what you need to do." Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, because what I one thing that I was trying to do as well during this time, this month, because we had two two and a half minutes, right? And I could easily, you know, try to challenge myself of, you know, doing it, you know, as a national level competitor of doing it within ninety seconds or two minutes. No, but. What I wanted to do was have a fundamental reset in, in my training. Analyze the process. And analyze the process, mm-hmm. right? And utilize all two and a half minutes. And sure. so I did, right? And so just like when I go to the range and I and I do a hard reset of fundamentals, I think about every single little thing. Yep. Right? Because taking that time then, it, even though it might seem slow, because it is slow, yep. but what the work that you're actually accomplishing is programming the subconscious. Yeah. And that's where that that whole term comes from. Because Programming the correct neural pathways mm-hmm. to my shooting position. Right. right. So then that whole action can be executed in yeah. the subconscious. The subconscious can execute yeah. literally millions of things at yeah. once where the conscious mind can only focus on one thing at yeah. once. And, and, it, and it, I mean, also, too, it's like a lot of guys it kind of puts in, in perspective. I mean, a lot of guys are trying to go fast, right? So they, they, the timers will, you know, if they set their timers for 15 20 seconds and they do that a thousand times but they do it incorrectly a thousand a thousand times right because they were so focused on just doing that time right versus actually completing it or executing it to a standard Mm -hmm. right the correct way right right now they've just created uh, a thousand times of bad habits yep Right. Yeah, they made Which time. Really but hard posi- to, but really hard to rewire. Like shit. Like the rewiring for that's going to yeah. be freaking really hard, yeah. man. It can happen, but it's going to take a long time. Yeah. And we talked about that in the in the law enforcement class. Like, hey, time standards. Like, how do you create time standards for yourself? Yeah. Like, I use the PRS barricade as an example, and I said, okay, like my fastest my fastest time on that whole thing clean is like forty three seconds. It was like, I mean, if I looked at one of those guys and said, okay, well now, bam, that's the standard. Every time that you're going to try to obtain that standard, you're probably going to fail. And I would probably fail right now if I tried to do it to that standard because I haven't really practiced that specific task, right? 
So yeah, I'm going to take, it's going to take me a few times to like get back into that groove. And it might even take me 150, 200 times to get back in that level of groove to be able to make that time center clean. And so you got to understand like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I, maybe I can only shoot that clean in, in 120 seconds. Okay. Well then you shoot it clean 120 seconds and you do that until that becomes easy to do. Yep. And then we start shaving some time, yep. right? And then we do that process all over again. And it's a lengthy process and that's part of training. Yep. And those are the things that, that, you know, once we have that level of awareness of what's going on in the mind, then you can train to that and capitalize on it. Yep. And that's the whole, that's my thing. It's just like, well, stop using that term because you don't know what it means. You, well, you know what it means, but you're using it in incorrect, you're using context. It incorrect context, right? You have to, you have to truly understand what it is that you're talking about. And so, yeah, I think this is, this is the stuff that you guys can expect to hear about, um, in a more pointed way, uh, in the subscription service. Yeah. And you guys be able to ask questions, um, you know, questions regarding, you know, our, our mindset, our, our, our training. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We've got six weeks left of this, you know, weird year of 2020. <laughs> um, but we've got our 2021 s- schedule out. Make sure you guys sign up to our uh, email list. I know we've been saying that, um, but, uh, you know, Kaylin and I want to push out uh, some newsletters mm-hmm. to you guys, um, you know, which is obviously current events. Um, cause you know, we realized after the modern day rifleman virtual summit that the email traffic is actually kind of died off and, um, well, we've got high turnover on the, on the, on the email. True. Yeah. 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 So you guys, mm-hmm. you guys really look at that stuff. So and we want to get some emails out to you guys. We want to make it so that like, we want to make it so that when you get that email from modern day sniper, you're like, yo dude, I want to see what's in there. Yeah. It's not just garbage. Yeah. We'll never send you garbage. And and the fact is like the reason why you haven't heard from us in that regard is like, if I don't, if I don't, I'm not going to send you just crap. Yeah. Right. I don't want to do that. So, um, we are working towards having a more consistent system and I want you guys to at least, you know, cut us a little bit of slack with that regard. We're, we've we've experienced a tremendous amount of growth this year and quite honestly between the three of us it's you know it's hard to keep up with it so um we're working towards having some some better systems for that and the goal is to have a newsletter come out to you guys every two weeks um we're actually we're gonna have we're gonna start bringing in some people to contribute to those newsletters that i think we're going to be super beneficial uh, that way we can continue the flow of good information to you guys and that way you can be excited to open up that email and be like yo what are they sending me this month and with that is obviously the schedule and you know some things that are coming up um cast just let us know like we are oversold for our paula um pr 201 and it's the third week of march third week of march and we are still kind of on the fence Guys, we have an advanced law enforcement sniper course happening the week before that at Paula. Check the website out. If if we don't get a couple more signups for that, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to change pace and we're going to open that class up for an open enrollment um, an open enrollment course of some of some kind. Most likely, it will be a, a PR one hundred and one. Um, that way, we can do a one hundred and one and a two hundred and one back to back for you guys down there in SoCal. And so I'm, I'm going to say like, what, maybe another, 
maybe another 15 days, guys. If we don't have another, you know, a few more signups for that advanced class in 15 days, we're going to go ahead and make the switch. So tell all your friends um, and, uh, you know, let's let's make that happen. And what else we got? Uh, we got Florida coming up. Florida's in February. That's that's going to be a great time, guys. If you're down there in the southeast, that's a great place to shoot. And Florida in February is badass. Come on down, shoot with us. We're doing um, a 101 and a 201 down there, which I'm pretty stoked about. And we've got we're going to be doing two backcountry hunter courses this year which are super cool. Those are going to be in June. Um, we'll have final dates out for you guys on those here pretty quick. And then we've got some really cool uh, kind of like high end events coming up this year that we're, that we're pretty excited about that are also going to be in that schedule. So, um, a lot of cool stuff happening. Hey guys. Um, last thing, I just want to thank everyone again for, uh, for everyone's support, um, to modern day sniper. Uh, when I think about it, you know, there is no modern day sniper without you guys's and you guys's business. Um, because I think, uh, Kaylin and I would both agree. We'd be a part of a bigger company still that was allowing us to get the paychecks that we had before. Right. But I think this modern day sniper is an outlet for Kaylin and I to really be ourselves and be our own brand. That's with the help of you guys supporting us. Uh, so we really treat appreciate everyone that's, you know, stuck through us, um, this far of our individual brands, you know, for those that have followed Kalen through his Macpool days, uh, and Kalinski and, and those that have followed me through my, you know, uh, Instagram fanboy days or whatever the hell it was before moving on to Gunworks and then, you know, passing on to, uh, now modern day cyber. So I, I, we, I, I, you know, just want to say, I appreciate you guys. And, uh, it, it, it's awesome to just be able to say that because of you guys, I'm able to put, uh, food on the table for my daughter and uh, have a house over our head. Yeah, man. Yeah. Following your path. And and uh, and because it is Thanksgiving, that, that's what I'm thankful for on top of my mm-hmm. family and on top of, you know, um, having Kaylin um, as my mentor. I'm definitely thankful that, uh, you know, we've got a lot of loyal um, followers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Very grateful for that. And um, just, uh, it's, you know, cool. Cause we get a chance to give back to, um, the community that allowed us to be where we're at. And that's really, you know, that's really the point for, for, for me anyways. Yeah. So, um, I'm really, really glad to be doing what we're doing, man. It's been, it's been a trip. It's been a lot of fun and, um, we got some really rad shit coming up in the future. So with that being said until next time, All right, guys, you know the drill. Keep your face on the gun. Peace.